Welcome back to the Well Now What podcast. I'm your host, Savannah. I am doing 10 episodes in the next two weeks. So if you're my usual listener and you're like, where are the interviews? They'll still be coming back. I just wanted to push myself creatively and just kind of figure out what kind of topics I want to talk about in the future. I think it's just been really fun for me the past three days. So today's topic is all about Crocs and the rise of Crocs. So I know there's a huge debate that people find them extremely ugly or really cute. But you can't argue that they're an extremely comfortable shoe. I'm an avid croc wearer myself, and I wear an electric blue croc. When I was younger, I had a hot pink pair, um, but I find them so comfortable. I can wear them going to the park, going swimming, which is the best part, because in Vancouver, some of the beaches um, are really rocky. So I just strap on my crocs. If I'm in a rush and need to go somewhere, I go in sport mode. So I'm going quick in these crocs. And the best thing ever. And I love that so many of my friends have Crocs now too. And if you're someone that you think it's like too bold of a fashion statement, then just get like a black pair or like a white pair. Keep it simple, but they're the best shoe in the summer for sure. I've been wondering how did Crocs just rise up in the pandemic? What is going on? Who's in charge of their marketing? Because they're absolute geniuses. And it's keeping me up at night. I know it's keeping you up at night and you're wondering how did Crocs do it? And I'm about to tell you how they did. Okay, so origin story. Founded 2002 by three founders, debuted their classic croc. It was a green pair. And obviously it's inspired by the crocodile because they live on land and they live on water. It was intended for gardeners, people on boats, just folks that work on their feet all day. Um, And what made them so functional was their material. Um, And that was called cross light. That's slip resistant, lightweight, and easy to clean. Um, and Crocs was doing really well and started to sell more pairs and that niche audience did um, really enjoy them. So they wanted to expand and so they created more. And in 2005, so in three years, they sold 4.4 million shoes, hitting revenue of $75 million, which is so much. And what helped their initial success was the shoe was so easy to get available at retail stores, gift shops, and mall kiosks. Like you could find them anywhere. That's where I got my original Croc. Um, in 2006, Crocs purchased Gibbets, a small plastic shoe charm. So see the little custom ones that people have. They purchased them pretty early on. And I think, you know, people don't see them as separate companies now. They're like, if you're going to get Crocs, you're going to get Gibbets as well. And that same year, the company went public and became the largest U.S. footwear company IPO at the time. From there, a couple years later, 2008, it was during the recession. So a lot of companies lost a lot of money. They lost $108 million. Um, in the grand scheme of things wasn't too bad compared to other companies because they didn't completely go bankrupt. And in 2014, so trying to survive after the recession, um, they started to take different business models. Um, They want to focus on online selling versus the store. So they cut back a lot of their stores. A lot of people lost their jobs and they also cut back on styles 30 to 40% because I don't know if you remember some Crocs, there's like the ones with the heels and the sandals. I feel like those didn't do too well. Those were a little bit too corny. And then from there, they just kind of dipped a little bit. Nothing incredible happened. They, there wasn't a huge rise. Not a lot of people wearing Crocs. Maybe it was just like kids, um, but they didn't completely shut down, but they weren't doing like amazingly. Um, and then in 2020, pandemic time, what are people doing? People are home. People are wanting to be comfortable. That's why you see the rise of like sweatpants athletic clothing. I'm sure Lululemon just did so well. Crocs was part of that. People just wanted to be comfortable. And they started to do collaborations with influencers. That was their big structure and how they kind of got 
Crocs back on the map. They even did a partnership with Balenciaga and that pair, I think it was like $800 or $900, sold out within a few hours. And that one's got like a chunky heel there. And then there's also now like Croc collectors. So people who are like avid Croc fans will have walls of them and it's kind of makes it an exclusive thing. So if you want to find a specific Croc, it was like limited edition. They could sell for a lot of money. Lots of hype there. Um, I think they did one with Post, Post Malone because they had a lyric in a song. Um, Justin Bieber, like all the big celebs, um, as well as influencers. In 2020, their revenue was $1.4 billion, up 67% from the previous year. So this is right before COVID. Um, that just went up. And then 2021, $2.3 billion in revenue, which is crazy. And by 2026, they expect $5 billion in revenue. So Crocs are just taking over the world by storm and the fashion world, apparently. You know, Crocs are kind of awkward and, you know, they're perceived as ugly to some, but they have a very naive and childlike shape, which I especially like when they look extra, you know, clunky on the foot. It kind of goes, you know, if you're wearing a boring outfit, maybe they can be a statement piece. Honestly, for me, I just wear them out of comfort. And also for collabs, it's a blank canvas. You know, if a creator comes in, they can make it completely their own. Um, and also because they, they have such, you know, high and big resources, they can produce them really quickly. So that's the story on Crocs. Let me know, do you have a pair? And if you do, what does it look like? And as I said, my Crocs right now are pretty plain. So tell me what gibbets I should be ordering. Um, please let me know. Hope you like this episode and I'll see you tomorrow.